presented by Meta. Good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghuman Navalin. It's Friday. Today's show, the USICA reconciliation dance continues in the Senate. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. Before we get into what's happening in Washington today, some sad news out of Japan. Former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe was fatally shot during a campaign speech on Friday from the Associated Press. Quote, Abe was shot from behind minutes after he started his speech Friday in Nara in western Japan. He was airlifted to a hospital for emergency treatment, but was not breathing and his heart had stopped. He was pronounced dead later at the hospital. The 67-year-old Abe was Japan's longest-serving leader before stepping down for health reasons in 2020. From NHK, quote, Sources with the investigation tell NHK a gun seized at the scene appeared to be handmade. Chuck Schumer made a couple of new moves in his effort to advance two pieces of legislation tangled in political knots. Recall that Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell recently tweeted, quote, There will be no bipartisan USICA as long as Democrats are pursuing a partisan reconciliation bill. USICA, the United States Innovation and Competition Act, is the industrial policy legislation that would shower the semiconductor industry with $52 billion of incentives to ramp up chip making in America. China hawks like the bill because it makes the U.S. less reliant on Chinese imports. The Biden administration hails it as a policy that will strengthen the supply chain, boost domestic manufacturing, and, quote, help us outcompete China. The new reconciliation bill being negotiated by Schumer and Senator Joe Manchin, who you might recall tanked the last reconciliation bill back in December, has been inching along. Politico's Burgess Everett and Marianne Levine report, quote, Roughly speaking, Manchin and Schumer are working toward legislation that provides $1 trillion in new revenues, half of which would go toward deficit reduction and half of which would go toward energy and health spending. Such a deal is hypothetical at the moment. The tax and energy pieces remain in major flux. This week, the portion of the bill dealing with prescription drug pricing was submitted to the parliamentarian for review, though the two parties haven't yet made their presentations before her. If Democrats had to choose between the USICA and a reconciliation bill, most of them would rather have the reconciliation bill, so it's unclear how much McConnell's threat matters. But Schumer is doing two new things to put pressure on the minority leader and his GOP colleagues. One, he's amping up the national security case for USICA. According to a spokesman, Schumer has, quote, requested an all-senators classified briefing from the administration on the global innovation and technology race and USICA. The briefing is scheduled for next Wednesday. And two, he's highlighting a new popular piece of reconciliation. Schumer has crafted a proposal for the reconciliation package that would extend the solvency of Medicare through 2031 by taxing very high earners. Schumer is ready to submit the Medicare proposal to the parliamentarian, likely on Monday. Next week, we'll be busy on both fronts, and these two Schumer moves are aimed at McConnell's threat linking the two bills. For what it's worth, we remember back when McConnell thought linkage was bad because it would, quote, hold a bipartisan bill hostage over a separate and partisan process. One Senate Democrat argued to Playbook last night, quote, McConnell is in a tough spot, blocking tough on China bill because he doesn't want to extend Medicare and lower prescription drug prices. Then again, this could be wishful thinking. One thing McConnell has learned over the years is that when you're in the minority, there's little price to pay for obstruction. Back on Wednesday night, D.C. protesters targeting the conservative Supreme Court justices who signed onto the Dobbs decision overturning the constitutional right to abortion got a tip that Justice Brett Kavanaugh was dining at Morton's downtown D.C. location. 
protesters soon showed up out front, called the manager to tell him to kick Kavanaugh out, and later tweeted that the justice was forced to exit through the rear of the restaurant. Politico's Daniel Lipman looked into the incident for us and confirmed that account. While the court has no official comment on Kavanaugh's behalf, and a person familiar with the situation said he did not hear or see the protesters, Mortens was outraged about the incident. A representative for the chain steakhouse sent Lipman this statement, quote, Honorable Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh and all of our other patrons at the restaurant were unduly harassed by unruly protesters while eating dinner at our Morton's restaurant. Politics, regardless of your side or views, should not trample the freedom at play of the right to congregate and eat dinner. There was a time and a place for everything. Disturbing the dinner of all of our customers was an act of selfishness and void of decency. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 11.30 a.m. Eastern, Biden will deliver remarks on protecting access to reproductive health care services with Vice President Kamala Harris and HHS Secretary Javier Becerra also in attendance. Sungmin Kim and Zeke Miller from the Associated Press scooped the details late Thursday night. Quote, the actions he was expected to outline are intended to try to mitigate some potential penalties women seeking abortion may face after the ruling, but are limited in their ability to safeguard access to abortion nationwide. Biden is expected to formalize instructions to the Departments of Justice and Health and Human Services to push back on efforts to limit the ability of women to access federally approved abortion medication or to travel across state lines to access clinical abortion services. At 155, Biden will depart the White House to head to CIA headquarters in Langley, Virginia, where he'll deliver remarks at 3.40 p.m. Afterward, he'll return to the White House and head to Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Here's what's on the vice president's calendar today. At 4 p.m. Eastern, Vice President Kamala Harris will convene state legislative leaders from Indiana, Florida, South Dakota, Nebraska, and Montana to discuss reproductive rights. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre will brief at noon. The Senate and the House are out today. One more thing to watch on the calendar today, the June jobs report will be released at 8.30 a.m. Along with next Wednesday's June CPI report, this morning's data will help inform the Fed when it meets on July 26 and 27 to decide how much more to hike interest rates. The Fed is debating between a 0.5 or 0.75 percentage point hike. A good report today, let's say above 250,000 jobs created in June, means the larger interest rate is more likely as the Fed tries to cool down the economy. All right. For more news, what's happening in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Playbook's editor is Mike Zappler. Zach Stanton is Playbook's deputy editor. The executive producer and head of audio here at Politico is Jenny Ament. I'm Rogu Munavalan. Have a good weekend. We'll see you first thing Monday morning. One day in the metaverse. Doctors will practice high-risk surgeries as many times as needed before operating on real patients. Education will be more immersive, allowing art students in Ohio to visit museums across the world without a plane ticket and giving science students in Florida the opportunity to sail through Saturn's rings. The metaverse will also transform workplace training. Imagine a world where engineers can disassemble and reassemble engines thousands of times without wasting materials where aspiring city planners can build hundreds of cities before a single real building is ever constructed. The metaverse may be virtual, but the impact will be real. Learn more about what Meta is building for the metaverse at meta.com slash metaverse impact.